we're going to keep going in a row with these proc rock bands because I Met a Yeti is here and they just dropped their new song, Red Eyes Be Yeti. And you're about to hear that real quick right before we jump into the conversation. How long have you been anticipating the release of this song? Because this is this is really good. I love the breakdown at the end. That kind of like really sold me on the song to be like an extremely aggressive track from I Met a Yeti. A little too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. The song was written a really long time ago, actually. A very long time ago. <laughs> this and Opulence are like our newest old our our oldest new songs, I guess. So there'll be more music that's newer uh than them coming out, you know, eventually. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's probably what the idea is. I mean, usually when any band releases a song there's always something following up to it, like a couple shows here tours this that yada 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 um what what is what is the game plan for camp yeti with everything that now that the song is dropped is this like a sneak peek into possibly some kind of album in the near future like what's going on because people are people are anticipated for this this is really sick um uh we have like we're working on an ep um uh we when do we, when are we planning on dropping it, Daisy? <laughs> um, sometime early. Tw- I, I don't want to give like a definite answer in case like things it get moved around again. But so. um, early early 2022. It looks like it'll be very early, like very early 2022. <laughs> and you could definitely double down on touring with that too, because it seems like that's when a yeah. lot of uh, uh, the industry is somewhat feeling a little bit more comfortable to open up is after the holidays with like the whole touring schedule and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely expect us uh, all around the U.S. early next year. Is this going to be another band that comes on the podcast and gets signed within like a month of release? Why do I have a feeling that that's going to be a like a thing? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the popularity on Twitter is like very engaging, which is fucking sick. Like the community is definitely there too. So it's like. It's, we, we know who you are you know what I mean <laughs> as far as like record labels go it's really just like can somebody offer us something that's gonna like make like a big enough of a difference to I don't know there, there's 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 a lot of factors I shouldn't say it like that um there's like quite a few factors in in that decision but you know um we'll see yeah well I mean you don't also don't want to be ripped off I mean you just if like one let's like for instance like if one record label hands you a contract and it's like oh i guess this is all we can take like no you don't have to take it you know what i mean like that's not gonna it's something that they need to like believe in like not only yourselves but you know the art going forward with it and actually creating a career out of it to try to like really market the music and get it out there in a sense but as it stands we're we're pretty efficient you know with us and like our team uh, our booking agent and like our marketing, our manager, like we're we're all pretty, like, pretty good as of now. No, yeah, that's good though. Um, so the B stands for butt. Is that confirmed in the song title? <laughs> is that what's happening? 
I apologize for that tweet. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, um, just <laughs> like to, to to be to take the question seriously. Um, the uh, the we were trying to be like faithful to how the Yu-Gi-Oh card is spelled in English, the Red Eyes Black Dragon card, and it's it's like they had to abbreviate the black to B to fit it on the card. So we abbreviated it to B for our song name too. Yeah, because Blue Eyes White Yeti, obviously correlating to the Blue Eyes White Dragon. Um, oh, dude, I miss those cards. I just I just talked with uh, Tyler from um, Youth Fountain. He flexed all of his cards on me. And I, my whole <laughs> my whole nostalgia just like kind of got jealous because I just wish I had my card. Actually, I do have a pair of cards, but like I can't play them. Like I don't know. Have you played with the newer cards yet? Because they're like insane. Yeah. I can't keep up. It's my favorite game. It's hard. It took me like a year to get like like fluent in like the language but once i was it's like an addiction that doesn't quit i guess <laughs> like the whole thing with the monsters like evolving like really quickly like isn't like how does that work like it's just like you throw one monster down and then like i guess if you have it in your hand it can see like an automatic level up kind of deal sounds like magic no you uh, have like two decks you have like an extra deck and like a main deck and then your hand and you can like summon from your extra deck at any point but you have to meet the requirements it's it's like yeah it's really complicated there's like four different mechanics all like fuck that know, sounds stressful happening at once it's ridiculous no i, I love really that game it's hard um, does it doesn't blue eyes white dragon have more letters than red eyes black dragon i don't know i don't exactly know why it's like that I'm I'm not sure. No, <laughs> it doesn't. I don't think. I don't think it I, does. I think it's like the same amount, like the exact. Yeah, yeah probably it's exactly the same. Like I mean, I'm if, not anything, sure. if anything, if anything, blue has red is less. Red is less. Yeah. Mm, well, I know it's called Red Eyes Black Dragon, like in the lore. Yeah, but like yeah. the cards all say that, so I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I was just I just got caught up on that. Yeah, and, and pulses <laughs> pulses said that uh that song definitely feels like it has more than 24 attack points because obviously it goes fucking ham so, oh, so good. like that I was like the perfect comment. fucking comment to that i was like dude like because i i missed this show but like i said Daisy, i haven't really kept up with this so like having another deck already stresses me the fuck out so i think we're gonna like just stick to the old school style if anybody plays that anymore i don't know like i don't know if i can do that yeah, some people do. But um, so in a sense, um, is what is the correlation between both of those songs um, with the with the drops of you know red eyes and blue eyes? I mean, because I the one thing I really noticed in these videos is there's like imagery of a mirror in both of them, and I'm curious if that is like one of like the main points to the artistic like visual of these two songs in, in general they're like both about identity and uh like at different stages i guess of like life um so blue eyes is like kind of more like an optimistic side of identity and like um kind of like like more like a victorious part of like identity and red eyes is more um <clears throat> i think maybe more like valuable um but like more valuable in the sense that like it's a bigger thing to overcome but it's still like it's a less hopeful song i guess if that makes sense no it does i mean people interpret songs lyrics videos in ways that they want to but there's also a definite answer 
from the star, mm-hmm. from the artisan itself, yeah. because they are the creator. So that's fascinating because it, it was like a really strong imagery that like I really saw in both the songs because Blue Eyes was on repeat for me for a good amount of time. Um, and so is this one. It's going to be probably just as much, if not more. But watching the music videos, it just has like a really good presence of that imagery. So I wanted to see if there was like some kind of like correlation to it, which is really fucking rad. Um, how do you go, Daisy, like with lyrics and trying to portray a, like a, a story in a sense with your with your writing material? Like how how do you get inspiration um, from your lyrics and putting them to your songs? Like is there like a specific process that you do? Is there um, a way that you inspire, you get inspired from certain situations and then put them into your material. Yeah, totally. Um, it's different now than it is than it was in Campietti. Like Campietti was like um, there was like a really like kind of loose concept, um, and I was a, I was a little more blunt about it. Like it's a little more apparent in like the lyrics. Um, and until Blue Eyes. Blue Eyes is the last song that I wrote for Camp Yeti, and I kind of, like, found a little bit of my style, like, while writing that song. Um, Blue Eyes, uh, um, this isn't, like, a really PG-13 answer. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, we can literally do anything we want on this podcast. Okay, cool. Besides play <laughs> Blue- copy- music that's not copyrighted. <laughs> Blue Eyes is about, um, I got inspired to write Blue Eyes because I, um, I just took a lot of mushrooms. Um, oh, fuck yeah. And I like kind of forgot who I was. I like hit the like ego death or whatever. And um, I'm not, you know, encouraging people to do illegal drugs. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I like did that. That was a long time ago. And, and then I wrote Blue Eyes like the next day. Um, and uh, about it's kind of about like the experience that I had while I was on mushrooms. And um, Red Eyes is, like, Red Eyes and Opulence are both more so, like, I got a lot of inspiration from watching movies, um, like, pretentious artsy films, I guess, like David Lynch movies or whatever, things like that. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I like, watch those, and I, like, kind of, like, try to stress myself out on purpose when I write lyrics. Hmm. And then um, I, like, you know... Uh, like take a piece of paper and I like write down like a through line like what is the what is the song communicating and then I write down like a metaphor for that and then I write down a metaphor of a metaphor and then eventually it's like okay I have like a bunch of different like ideas and I can play around with like words that I associate with these things on this paper and um and I kind of I try to make it a little cryptic because I don't really want I really want like I feel like an integral part of like our new our new music, like my new lyrics, like the lyrical style or whatever for this album at least, is like kind of trying to um, force people to have like their own meaning of the song, but also like there be a little bit more to grab onto, like to like oh piece like little clues together of like what like I was thinking about when I was writing the song, um, while still trying to like you know make it musical enough for people to like sing along to. Um, so it's kind of a balance, hmm, but really that's like, like that. the current style. I don't know. I don't know if that'll continue or like how far that will, that will go. There might be songs that deviate from that on this album. So we'll see. Hmm. No, it's fascinating. Cause I, I mean, I don't write lyrics. I'm a drummer like dev, but, um, it's, does procrastination kind of stress you out a bit in a way? Does that help or 
procrastinating. Yeah. Oh, I definitely do. Hmm. Because, like, I feel like I take, when I do write our lyrics, it takes me, like, so long. And I will, like, I'm, like, unhealthy about, like, the creative process. So I'll, like, I'll kind of, like, not do the other things I need to do in my life while I'm writing lyrics. And, like, so it's really hard to, like, put myself in the situation to, like, write music. And that's part of why this album's taken so long. It's just, like, their parts have been done for a little bit, but mine are, like, <laughs> still only halfway done. <laughs> we're almost there. I'm, like, really inspired right now. I've been working on new music um, this last, like, these last two weeks quite a bit. I love that. I love that. Well, I mean, you can't force art, dude. I mean, first of all, like, it's the fact that, like, the the whole like thought process behind it is the way that you portray your lyrics and that's like you know that's i've never heard that before and i think that's fucking fantastic also um i have done shrooms like four times so i might try to take a dab into <laughs> being a vocalist because <laughs> like yeah. i've had some really good trips lately huh? i tried to write the blues lyrics while i was on mushrooms no shit and i just got i just had like small panic attack during no really <laughs> it was so bad how much you eat like an eighth I, I, I usually eat an eighth in this some really bad lines oh what's up i'm sorry no it's yeah. okay no it's this is the whole thing with skype i can't wait to do this in person um do, how much do you eat like at, like in one sitting because i usually i eat an eighth and like i'm good i don't remember i think i think i did i think i did twice what is it what's what is two eighths i did like what is mm -hmm. that is it like a quarter? A quarter. A quarter. Yeah. I think I did a quarter for Blue Eyes. Um, wow. Wait. But yeah. That was my mistake, kind of, but I still had a good time. It was just a little darker than I expected it to be. Fuck yeah. There was one time I did eat. Like, I had also not done mushrooms before that. So uh, like, <laughs> that makes sense, too. <laughs> yeah. Were you by yourself yeah. when you did it? Because like, I did it with, a, my, with my friend, yeah. but like, yeah, I did it with my friend, weirdly, in Florida, because it was so easy to get them in yeah. Florida. So we just like went for a walk in Clearwater. And just like went to the golf. There's like a bay or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the one time I had a bad trip, I was like fucking sinking into my bed. I was like, I know this is fake, but this kind of sucks. So I'll just get over it, I guess. I don't know. Like, <laughs> pretty much. I like yeah. started to ha do that. I like lied down and like closed my eyes. And then like I just started hallucinating. And the hallucination is like what I wrote Blue Eyes about, basically. Oh, it's so sick. Yeah. And that's what people that's what people don't get, dude. Like, um, there's so many ways of like getting inspiration into music in itself. Um, I and everybody's always gonna have their own way. Like people looking up to I Met a Yeti and trying to see like the process and like the way that bands are being able to craft their own genius into their music, like that everybody's completely different. There's really no right or wrong answer sounds like it's just like like it's just like more of an experience like my vocalist has different perspectives of writing lyrics than the next person i think i think my vocalist took acid when he was trying to do lyrics for the upcoming album that we're doing i'm like cool dude whatever you gotta do like that's fun <laughs> like what's going on like so i don't know it's just it just can be um it could just be different there's just so many different ways of like being creative in your own mindset and then like trying to portray it on a piece of paper and then putting it into the studio and all that such um but we also found out behind the record that we have a lot of friends in common like andreas so did this did the band fly out to california for that show because it was like a one-off yeah. show in california right yep full band we flew out whole band no way <laughs> yeah i love that andreas is the fucking man i love that yeah. dude
How was it? Uh, uh, I had a great time. It was a great show. A uh, good turnout. Um, it, Andreas had played in Orlando a couple weeks prior and had asked us then if we wanted to do it. And we're just like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so everything was backlined, I guess, in a sense. So you would just bring. Yeah, we just brought merch. Like we literally just just went, and they had everything there for us. The essentials, yeah, because that was the that was the show with Strawberry Girls, right? Mhm. That was yeah, that was the one. Yeah. We actually played an acoustic set for that show. Funnily enough. Ah, no shit. I just think like the whole process of like meeting other musicians in this industry and everybody like really getting into each other's music is so fucking fascinating because like, um, considering like. I met a Yeti is still on the underground level in a sense, but it's really not. It's starting to become more of like a higher tier than some of these bands out there. You see a lot of other bands that are successful touring full time, whatever. Like they're really bringing us up. Like you gotta fucking be kidding me. They're so good. So I, I like I praise that to Andreas and like like we just got really drunk and talked about Star Wars the entire time on the podcast. So <laughs> I can't wait to fucking hang out with that dude. But um, and then you have you have three shows in Florida though. So is that like that's your weekender for November seventh through the ninth? That's like technically your first weekender of the year. Yeah, yeah. A weekday weekender. And who's that with? Who are who are you? Um, who are you touring with? Happy Hour and Lilac Kings. Oh, that's right. The we Lilac weren't Kings. supposed to be on the tour, but it's all in Florida, and we were gonna play the the two middle dates and then the next show the promoter's like hey i really want you guys to play and i was like oh are you sure we don't want to be you know like uh tour bomb or what is it tour crashing but mm. the promoter <laughs> really wanted us to play so now we're on three of the four dates fuck so. yeah of course you're gonna crash the tour <laughs> it's just gonna be a big old party like why not mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it so everybody's kind of close to each other in florida in a sense like nobody's too far apart from one another um, I feel like it only takes like what, like three hours to get to Miami from Orlando. Um, so I feel like if you were to drive from like North Florida to like South Florida, it would take between like eight and six hours, depending on what side you start and end on. Okay. No, that's good though. Yeah. Not saying specifically where you're from because we don't want people like, you know, stalking you or anything. I don't tell people where I'm at on my TikTok. <laughs> like that's the last thing I need to do is people finding <laughs> out where I live on TikTok because I don't need strangers at my door and be like, Oh, you're that guy? Like, no, I don't want to. No, we're not doing that. Not doing that today. (laughs) Yeah, we're pretty publicly like an Orlando band, you know? That's Mm -hmm. like where I Met a Yeti is from, you know? Yeah, no, that's super cool. Um, I just feel like that's also good for convenient for rehearsal and stuff. So it's like, I've seen a lot of bands that usually do like, they've tried the online rehearsal, which hasn't really worked as well. But that was also during the pandemic. And then I've seen bands like, um, like Conquer Divide who come together and they have like that one long rehearsal for like a weekend or so, and then they go on their tour run or something. So, um, and where where is I Met a Yeti recording for this album? I know like the instruments and stuff are done, but like technical, like where is um, who are you working with? This is technically someone who you would consider like another member of the band to help you produce and like really build some structure behind these songs. Um, he's definitely like our secret weapon for like nice. recording. Of uh, <laughs> his name is Matt Goings, and uh, he records in Daytona Beach, Florida, um, under Killian Studios. Um, he, he, yeah, he, he, um, he mostly like 
doesn't change anything musically um, besides like some vocal stuff. Like he gives me coaching with vocals. We've been like close for a long time, even before I was in Yeti. So um, I've done like a lot of singing and recording with him. So we're pretty, we're close enough for him to, you know, critique me and coach me and stuff. So it's nice. Nice to work with him. Kind of jealous. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't touch anything like structurally, but he will give like, he will have opinions and we'll be like, you know what? Let's, let's do that. And Mm -hmm. uh, like we have this breakdown, this one song where uh, he told us to keep, we, we record our songs to guitar profiles and he like said that he liked the sound that we made on the guitar pro. So he's like, we're keeping that sound. It's like, we're not tracking it. We're going to keep that sound. That's going to be on the album. And I'm just like, <laughs> all right, we're going to, that's, let's do it. <laughs> no, I love that because it, there's that extra set of eyes and ears is sometimes necessary. Yeah, like too. when we did our debut album, I really needed my producer because I was all over the place. I was basically like doing like, uh wonder years drumming which is like there's no concrete beat it's just all over the place he's like come on dude we gotta do uh he's like the song is four four you're not getting crazy technical i'm like okay we'll fucking we'll do our best to try it and some bands like you know i think it's cool with like you know when i just talked about conquer divide like they go to jerry sturgis as their go-to and they have another producer that they work with as well which i forget their name but um it's I think it's fantastic that like bands that like find that identity within themselves also have that well-rounded producer on the side to like really thrive the sound and it's For just sure. like yeah, yeah it's just it's rare it's rare so um like magnolia park has andrew wade like what yeah yeah <laughs> like what <laughs> he's like one of the original goats <laughs> like that's so sick um and there it's like it's it's i'm at a yeti magnolia park pulses with sales ahead and there's a couple other bands on twitter that there's like a really really cool conversation going on and tony you were telling me that freddie also used to be in i'm at a yeti which is crazy <laughs> wait i didn't know yeah, that freddie freddie's the founding member or one of the founding members of i'm at a yeti um we're still really close with him i was just on the phone with him congratulating him on you know the epitaph signing uh so yeah freddy's a homie and everyone in that band's really cool too yeah i talked to josh and jared like slightly jared was on the podcast so i talked to him for a good hour or two josh like joined but he didn't have an apple uh he didn't have an apple phone charger so he was kind of deep so i was like all right dude i'll catch you next time when you're in like philly or something i don't know what else to do um that's so crazy. Uh, so with the music industry in itself now, how it's been completely different and it's definitely evolving over time um, because I remember a couple of years ago, it used to be like, you know, you tour, 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 tour. Then it was popularity on social media, like Facebook, like early, like 2010, 2013. And even before that, MySpace, which like we can all remember that. Um and then it became to uh, mostly Spotify numbers, which is also like kind of circulating into more social media popularity along with those numbers. And I think the perfect example is TikTok because TikTok has like been able to give like this platform in a sense, like myself and, and Dev to really express like our creativity, but it also like, is crazy that 
the engagement like correlates with what you're doing immediately. So um, has that changed at all when Devin, you started doing the TikTok and like you started getting like actually like very, very viral within like a handful of videos to like thrive not only your content, but Yeti's like original music for what you're promoting. I think the only the only thing I ever noticed there like there was a difference with was just like monthly listeners. But it was only like at one point where I like I had I had something do pretty well on TikTok and then I like checked the monthly listeners and it was like a a bit higher than it was like the day before or something like that. But other than that, it's I don't know, it seems to have not really Maybe, maybe, maybe it has, but not in a very visual, you know, way. In a significant way, because I am definitely, I'm definitely trying to figure it out. So, like, I've I only mentioned my band a handful of times, and thank God the one video that did well, my band was also in it. However, it seems like a lot of the people that follow us on that app, it's not like they really want to know. Not like I, I would want to say, like maybe seventy to eighty percent don't care what we're doing on the outside. Like, they care what we're doing right there on that app. It's very interesting. I could be wrong, but it seems like if I don't talk about or, like, try to do something that correlates to my music, like, it won't really be, you know, they won't really go to it unless if, like, they just search for themselves. Like, they go to the link in the bio and then, like, oh, he's in the band? Like, what's... Who's this? Oh, they're sick. Like, I'll follow him. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But, like, have you um, experienced anything with, like, in the comments where, like, people are, like... um like do yeti stuff like anything yeti at all yeah i mean there's there's definitely been comments and stuff from people like yeah. oh i didn't know that you were the drummer for emma yeti or you know yeah like <laughs> we had a couple of those and even if the conversion rate's like really low i still think like you know it matters those are people that like possibly never would have heard of us yeah yeah and- i mean it's and even if they don't like consistently listen to our music it's still like it or was like other. a you know. A little bit of exposure to a new person. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know what I might do? I might, Dev, I might change your voice into some kind of like auto tune because nobody's heard your voice on TikTok, and I don't think I don't think I want to be that person to expose your voice. <laughs> they they have. They just don't know how to search. <laughs> <laughs> Is there like a very rare video of you saying something? Just like a lot of my older videos have my voice in it. Oh no shit. I didn't know that. See, I'm yeah. not doing my research. There's, there's been some people like who've been like, his voice is in the older videos. Oh uh, yeah. How long have you been doing it for, dude? Like a not like, very long. Really? Like it's been a couple months. See, that's crazy. It I like hit. stopped for like a hot second, yeah. and like it still feels like it's been forever. But I've only been doing it for like six months. <laughs> yeah, Devin didn't tell us when he was going viral. We kind of just like found it and then he's like how did you know like <laughs> it's like you're you're on my for you page like all the time dude like <laughs> did you, what what was the idea of changing could did you used to rehearse and like you've changed your rehearsal spaces a lot because i'm looking at april of last year it looks like you're yeah, in like I, a garage or something yeah i had a i, I practiced in a, a what's it called storage unit Torturing. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't able to play because I lived in an apartment. I hate that, I, <laughs> dude. I know, I know what that feeling's like. Um, even with the practice pad, like a DW four 
piece setup, like even like yeah. you kicking like is too loud for somebody like yeah, around exactly. your area. I I had like um a long time ago I lived in a different apartment and I had I bought like all those quiet heads, you know, the mesh heads and the the yeah. holes in it, the low volume. And like I got it all set up and I like like hell yeah, I'm gonna be so fucking quiet and be practicing all the time and then like ten minutes into me playing, like the cops knocked on my door. <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> That's like really over the top for no reason. Like, yeah, couldn't like a simple knock on the door be like, "Hey, you're a little loud. Like, can you not? Like, that could be like a noise ordinance. Like, what? Like, calling the cops is like fucking blown out of yeah, proportion. It was like literally no warning. Just like, hey, you're gonna stop this right now forever. That's absurd. I would love to know who fucking called that on you because I would like to call them out because that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, literally just knock on the door and be like, that's a little loud. Or can like, can you do it between these hours? I actually had someone that was like, can you do it between these hours? I was like, yeah. That would do be that. amazing. But. Like if somebody cared that much to like work with you, you know? Yeah, but something, he, like he got really sick and I couldn't do it anymore. He's like, hey man, this happened. I can't do this. Like, you gotta stop. I'm like, fuck. I get it. <laughs> like, I get it. But it's, I think it was a perfect example of like trying like to, um, cause over time you've, you've changed your visuals. Now you have this like crazy sick fucking background with this, like a telephone behind you, neon sign, plant, this and that. Like, it has, I'm sure that's helped, right? Like, Absolutely, it's starting to look yeah. really fucking like engaging right off the bat kind of thing. Yeah. I, I just figured that the, the more visually pleasing the video is, you know, the more somebody would want to see it. So Yeah, true. Plus you're doing really sick covers all the time. Thank God you did say us in seven years. I was like, yes. <laughs> and then uh plus your jokes are fucking hilarious. Calling out the haters. Yeah. Doubling down. <laughs> fucking love that shit, dude. You're funny as hell with that stuff. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I was like, get him. Get him. <laughs> um What's it called? So, so with with this single being released and everything, dude. It, first of all, this song is like extremely incredible. Um, like, what what would in like a whole retrospect of the band's like visual idea? Um, what is next entirely? Like, I know you're going on the weekender and such. Um, is 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 like full time touring an idea? Come 2022, is label shopping? an idea because this band is technically very very capable and i would believe it 100 percent that they could go diy without a label in my opinion yeah i guess um more uh we'll do it better as as ep and like more music comes out um with every release uh things always change so we'll have a better understanding of what like you know what we have in store for our future once like this song's out and once the rest of the ep is out but in terms of touring, uh, we all uh, we all pretty much agree that we enjoy touring and uh, touring like at least like or at most like six months out of the year is like you know definitely like in the conversation. Maybe a tour with Magnolia Park. Ah, possibly. <laughs> or yeah, the homies maybe, up maybe north. Maybe other artists, you know. Yeah, the horn yeah, is yeah. up north with, with sales, um, or pulses. When we played that show last 
couple weekends ago with them. Boat, first of all, with sales ahead, I already know fucking kills it, so I don't have to worry about that. But it was the first time I ever saw pulses live, and they were fucking amazing. Like in a DIY venue, I was like, "What the fuck? Like, where are these bands? Like, why aren't they? <laughs> why am I not seeing yeah. them so often on these fucking major tours?" So Darn we're talking about it. Really cool. Ooh. Yeah, it would be really cool. <laughs> uh, fucking yeah. hey, let's sales ahead. Go. Super yeah, good. and Joe's side gate coffin culture, <laughs> fucking badass as <laughs> yeah. shit, dude. Yeah. I would, dude, oh, I would, I would love to get on the road with everybody, like with this band, with oh, dude, the, the opportunities are there. I mean, it's crazy too because, um, with between all of us collectively, there's no similar sound besides the prog to it, um. And there is like a small identification of a genre called Swung Chord. Now, like I have that playlist, but like I think I'm only doing it because of like, like the reason why I'm doing it is because not only do I have the actual Swung Chord artists that are signed to Blue Swan Records and that stuff on there, but just to correlate the sound, like with other bands that like have that similar way of that production of music and like those styles of writing. Um, do you think that would ever be some kind of like mainstream title like Swancore? Like because it's it's very specific, but like my idea and my job is to like do my best to expose bands that like have similar sound in the best way that it's possible. So like that playlist has a good amount of likes, it's like, alright, well, there's similar sound to it, so I'm just gonna put it on. So you think Swancore would ever be mainstream? I don't know. I feel like it's just like very specific to like that group of individuals. Yeah, I think I think there's like a oh, this is a little nerdy. There's like a as of now a ceiling on uh, this type of music. Uh, I would say like in terms of slow and core, uh, it's like dance game and dance right now. You know, with like their million plus like monthly listeners. Um, but in like the wider scope of it, like if you think of post hardcore, um, right? I would think of I think of bands like like Pierce the Veil. They're like they're huge you know they they're like they're bigger than the genre that they're in and i think uh um bands like that and bands like dance game and dance will just get more people into this genre and we'll have people like explore more artists within like you know smaller bands you know bands like us bands like pulses bands like uh you know everyone that we've talked about on this podcast <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. think i don't think it's oversaturated though i think it's just like a good idea to like kind of have a reference to similar sound like if somebody yeah. knows that name swan yeah then you'd be like all right well i'm gonna reference you this band it's similar yeah no it definitely definitely helps because like i i also have a play this it's just called post hardcore <laughs> but um it, yeah it's, it's generally bands like in in this like with the sound and uh there's like post hardcore is such like a like a vague it's almost like saying rock music you know yeah like, there's so exactly many, there's so many like different like subgenres within it so um in a way like swancore probably is like the most specific term we could use to like identify with i'm waiting for like the job i'm waiting for this industry to be like technically genreless like yeah i feel like that's I mean, coming close to a reality because it makes more sense that like you can put them into similar sounds, but once you start getting into the subs, it kind of gets a little complicated. Like the perfect person I said that was like Billie Eilish, and she's like, I just, I just can't 
I can't really fucking put a name on the genre on this, so it's just music to me. I'm like, I feel that, though. Because that's technically what it is. I feel like there's been so much, like, cross, like, fusion types of music that has been going on in the past, like, 10, 20 years that, like, there's going to be, like, either no genre or, like, no genre and then, like, a whole new set of genres that mm. just, like, I don't know, just, like, the new the new generation, the genre-ration Generation, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's just like I never like thought of when she said that. It was like one of her. Oh, you know who it was? She was talking to um, Billy Joel Armstrong from Green Day, and she said that, and he's like, "Oh, that makes sense." Oh, who said it? Or... Billy Eilish said that to Billy oh, Armstrong, okay. and was like, and you know, that, like she was oh. like, "I don't, I don't think the genre there should even be a thing." I'm like, "No, I kind of agree." Like this. Is, Cause it's starting to like mesh around. Like, let's not call Imagine Dragons rock. Like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> that's the last thing. Hey, Billy Joe Armstrong, like Green Day, Billy Joe Armstrong. Yeah, like she she had an interview with him or something, or he interviewed her. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. Like, first of all, that's like weird, and also it's weird because like what uh, a generation gap. Like, yeah, massive generation gap. I'm pretty sure like Green Day's last album, they're like, like no like. I don't know. They're just like they're saying some really like. Uh, yeah, like, they were like a meme for a second, right? Yeah, they were being memed <laughs> on because they they just said some bullshit. I don't even remember what it says. Really? Like, no like 808s or like no no trap beats or something. <laughs> just just you know rock and roll, and it was like on their album cover or something, or like it was like on their promotion of their album. I'm like, dog, your age is showing, like. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrities aren't people anymore, you know. <laughs> uh. It's like disassociated from the music industry because they've literally been pop punk. And if, I wonder if I if I told Billy, I was like, dude, Armstrong from Green Day, but like, yeah, dude, I love your band. I love your pop punk band. Like, we're not pop punk. And it's like, well, you're popular, so it's like <laughs> fucking like punk rock, fucking I don't know, dude. Their songs are pop structured. I don't know, but yeah. like, I love Green Day. I, oh, I, I love Green Day, dude. American Idiot like fucking like thrived me as a child like and then that made me get into their older shit too like Dookie was also another one but yeah so that was that conversation with them dude it was just like no that makes sense god god he probably felt so old (laughs) (laughs) he's gotta be in his oh let me think he's definitely gotta be in his 40s if I'm 29 cause if my chem they didn't hit 40 yet oh mm, they're about to Frank Iyer is about to hit 40. He's 39, so. That's yeah. crazy. Nah, that's crazy. It's like a whole generation Black gap. Black Parade's like 15 years or something. <sighs> Did any of you buy tickets to their concert? Nah, I already knew they were going to be expensive. Yeah, I, like, oh, I returned mine. Not interested. I returned mine. It's too expensive. <laughs> I needed to eat for the week during a pandemic for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I couldn't fucking... Come on, man! It's it's nosebleed seats, and it's like two fifty a person. And I'm like, God damn! Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah. I have like a rule that I won't go to concerts that are like more expensive than twenty dollars. Yeah, I'm just like there's no difference in so- like I'm just not I'm not doing it. Like I could see like a band that like I probably like just as much, if not more, for like 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 um like a third of the ticket price for like some larger band so i just i'm like i'm not gonna go to that one well, what if it's there's like a, a show legend. next week what if it's oh, i don't care like a legend 
Well, I the only band that I spent like a lot of money to go see twice is Lincoln Park, mm. and I don't I don't really regret that. Like yeah. that was like the only <laughs> stadium show that I've gone to. So I'm well, I did I... that when I was in high school. I just mean like oh. now, now that I'm an adult and I like yeah. pay for my own stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pay our own bills, pay our own rent, and that's such fucking dude. Like um. Like the pure noise, I think I paid like thirty bucks for a ticket, which I didn't think was that bad, but the merch was fucking super expensive. So yeah. I couldn't buy merch. The only thing I could buy was vinyl, which was like twenty bucks a pop. But you know that venue's taking the cut. <laughs> yes, dude, that's what I'm saying. I was like, there's no way. I was like, whatever this contract is, the venue's definitely getting a cut because I think a hoodie was selling for fifty. I was like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> Nobody's gonna buy your shit, bro. Like nobody, <laughs> fifty bucks. Come on, dude. I gotta uh, fill up gas in my tank to get to the city for fifty dollars. I'm not buying <laughs> hoodie for fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Uh, um, what is the main influences behind um Yeti, which like m- musically, like in like individually or as a group? Uh, the Fall of Troy. Oh, yes. Uh, easy. Uh, Laces Out Dan intro definitely inspired um, <laughs> Loomy Gloom intro. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like the same thing. Um, follow Troy, I love a Follow Troy. Uh, Pierce the Veil and this band called Teen Suicide. Those are my three favorite artists and inspire me within this band and like just like musically in general. My favorite band of all time is Coheed and Cambria. Let's go. Oh yeah, you um, do have a Coheed tag on your forearm, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that has to play a role, but I don't feel like it actively does, but like I have to like shout them out, you know? Um, <laughs> so like, I'm going to say Coheed, definitely Animals as Leaders. Matt Garsko's got to be my favorite drummer. He's fucking insane. Um, Eric Moore is another one of my favorite drummers. He super inspires me. Um, jazz music. And that's it. Um, I'm just gonna give you like three vocalists that are inspiring me like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually, I'll do four. I'll I'll say like Andreas has definitely like inspired me. Um, because I listen to I just listen to his music like a lot. It's like really easy to listen to. So it's like subconsciously I I'm I'm picking stuff up. You know. Um, I like Kurt the way Kurt sings. Um, I always have. He's like my favorite of the DGD singers and like. Pretty much anything he's on, I think, is, like, pretty good. Um, Andy Sizek from Macari. I took a vocal lesson with him, and I listened to his, like, his voice, and I ask him questions sometimes um, quite a bit. Anything he's on is good. And um, there's a smaller band that I want to shout out because their vocalist, like, directly inspired Red Eyes. Um, this is a vocalist named Trevor from a band called What Haunts You?, um and i was listening to some of their music as i wrote red eyes and i i like heard some stuff like in the way that he writes his parts and i was like oh i've like i want to try that i want to like do that but like my version and um one of the 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 bridge section of red eyes um right before the breakdown is like super inspired by the way that he sings and i'm sure it sounds different because like i'll never sound like a different vocalist like it's my voice but um you know 
definitely a big inspiration fuck yeah that's cool no but i do listen to yeti i could definitely daisy i could definitely take your vocals out and be like i don't know what else she sounds like like there's no comparison it's very rare that i can do that they compare vocalists to one another but you do have something distinct do you use melissa cross like how do you do your warmups because like you do a lot of grit into those screams and like obviously they're very fucking powerful so um after like right after we released camp yeti i did a lesson with andy and andy has done a lesson with melissa cross and he kind of gave me her vocal warm-up routine oh nice i added like some small things that i found outside of that through friends to my warm-ups um and ever since then i've been really really good about warming up because it's just made such a huge difference in my vocals um the warm-ups that i did before that were like relatively minimal now i have like a 20 to 30 minute routine kind of that i go through um depending on how long i want to take going yeah. through everything yeah that's a long but, warm-up um, yeah <laughs> yeah it, i guess it, i guess it's like that's like at the the peak of its length maybe i'm exaggerating a little bit but i do take quite a bit if i can if i can get it if i have like time to like warm up then I'll like I'll take as much time as I can get to like really um, feel comfortable before I get on stage. Well, but do you do when the you're vocal? on tour, yeah, sorry, do you do the but... vocal rest too, where you're like don't really talk for a certain period of time? Like, does do you ever like use that and like do you ever take that into consideration? I'm sure you do. Yeah, I think about it. It's yeah. just like sometimes it's hard when we're on tour, just because yeah. we have to communicate about like you know. Um, like where we're eating, what, like who's driving, all those things, dumb stuff like that. So she got really. I good tried to. No, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> a lot. No, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say because like, you should teach me a couple of things because I have no idea how to do sign language. Well, I just found out the other day that like, that's why Michael Jackson had that very, very like very soft voice because he was actually vocal resting the entire time. Like, no matter who he was talking to, which is insane. Plus, it's also, like, his natural voice. So. That's really interesting. Yeah, I just learned that the other day. I mean, King of Pop is not really, like, talking normally. It was, like, it sounded like he was, like, kind of, like, whispering in a sense. But now it all makes sense. Um, No, because collectively, I mean, it's. It's it's fucking awesome to see Yeti putting out new music. I mean, the the the, the hype for it is really, really sick. Everybody's anticipating the single drop. So um, when this episode drops, obviously the song is out. I already got a chance to listen to it. It's fucking sick. And if this is what anything the EP is going to sound like, I think we're going to be in for a really fucking special treat for sure. So what is it like five songs, six songs, something like that on the EP? Maybe. Yeah, it's something like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's there's like six possible songs, but um, we're we're figuring it out. <laughs> we we might cut something. We'll see. Six songs, all Let's six minutes and sixty six okay. seconds long. Actually, that's nearly impossible. What the fuck did I just say? That was really <laughs> unintelligent of me. <laughs> that it's like can that never happen. With the, um, like uh, like if. It sounds like that meme where it's like, um, if Jeff Bezos has two two hundred billion dollars, if if you give everybody seven billion dollars <laughs> and he still has one hundred and ninety three left over or whatever, it's, it's like so funny because I read that and I understood it immediately. I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Like you can't <laughs> yeah. just give everybody a billion dollars, like because one per yeah, like I did the math and it's like twenty eight dollars 
per person if you divide the whole 200 million amongst 7 million or no 200 billion amongst 7 billion people but that's like, how much people are in this world jesus christ man i guess so according to that meme yeah I know. that's a lot of people i mean I know there's like 327 million in america don't mind me like i'm like, like weird with numbers million, yeah something like that i don't know I think I was do I remember doing the math one day for vaccines. I was like, all right, so if we get to like 90% and I'm like freaking out, I'm like, come on, let's go. I'm like watching like the numbers go up for people getting vaccinated. I'm like, why are we so slow? I'm like, oh, I know why. It's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can never um, have too much faith <laughs> in a large <laughs> population like that. You got to you gotta ex have low expectations. Yeah, especially in this country. Like, Jesus Christ. Let's like for 50%. <laughs> let's... <laughs> That's the, I guess the best that we can go for. Um, that's cool. Any features? Any featured vocalists? Any featured musicians? Um, I have one that I really want, but I don't want to say it yet. That's totally <laughs> cool. That's totally cool. But that makes it even more of a hyper situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. Hmm. Now I'm going to be thinking on that for a little bit. Now I'm going to be thinking, like, what the fuck is it? <laughs> I did it's that with someone the... we're friends with, okay. um, so it shouldn't be too hard to get. All right, I feel you. I think I know who it is, but I'm just gonna probably. I'm just stop. <laughs> I, I I guessed. I guessed for Jared. I was like, I'm pretty sure you guys got signed, and he's like, maybe we'll see. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So I was like, who is it? Is it hopeless? I was like, hmm, hold on, wait. Is it Equal Vision? I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. I was like, is it Pure Noise? I was like, that could make sense, but I was wrong. It was Epitaph. So, <laughs> like, I was somewhat close. I don't know. I was on the verge of something, but it got signed, which is so fucking cool. Um, yeah, uh, th th I'm super excited for this band. I'm super excited for the opportunities that you're being, uh, you're going to be having in the near future with the touring and the release of this uh, EP. Um, and I really appreciate all three of you coming by to chat and talk about it. Um, this is a super hype fucking song, and uh, you know, I think I'm just going to play it again just for, you know. Shits and giggles because this shit's so fucking good. Actually, I'm gonna play the breakdown <laughs> right now. Red for flying off the snow. The ice, live on the air. 